and their road to getting qualified and beyond. Today, on episode 14, we take a look at imposter syndrome and what you can do to help deal with those feelings. If you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and would like to leave me a review, please do so. Anyway, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Here we are for episode 14. I hope you're all really, really well, and I hope that you've had a really good week so far. So today, I thought that I would take a look at imposter syndrome, which I know is something that, well, let's face it, not just student counsellors, but so many of us suffer from. That feeling of, I don't know why I'm here, kind of comes to mind. I don't deserve to be here. I haven't worked for it. This is just good luck. And feeling like other people perhaps should be there instead of you, if that makes sense. One of the things that often sort of springs to mind when I think about this is comparing yourself to other people and realising that other people, well, they've, they've done more work than me or they've, they read more than I do. And all of those sorts of things can all lead us to feeling like we perhaps shouldn't be where we are. I think that this is especially true on counsellor training courses because you have such a rich tapestry of people there, all with different experiences, all at different ages, all at different stages of their lives, and all with hugely, vastly different qualifications and life experience. So when you put all of those pieces together in the same room and all of those people come together, it can create quite a powerful group. But within that, there can also be a real degree of, well, I describe it as feeling very competitive, especially when things like placements come about and some people are starting on placements or with assignments, some people have done it and other people haven't. And that, that feeling of it doesn't feel very balanced. And I think the reason it doesn't feel very balanced is that everybody's in such different situations. They're all working through things in their own pace. So where you might have some people that work full time, and therefore just do their work, you know, at the weekends and the evening times. There'll be other people that work part-time or maybe not at all and have so much more time to dedicate to things like placements and reading. So I wonder how you feel about your place in your counselling training group and how you feel about being there. Is there that part of you that sometimes just doesn't believe they deserve to be there? I don't deserve this. Does that come up for you from time to time? Another thing that I often hear from both clients and supervisees is that idea of feeling like a fraud. Just shouldn't be me. I shouldn't be doing this. Why would people want to come and talk to me? Why would people want to spend that time with me? I can't even sort things out in my own life. Those sorts of things come to mind. My thinking around this is actually about recognising what's happening for you. If you're feeling that way, and you're probably being quite unkind to yourself in the way that you're talking to yourself and about yourself... I wonder whether it's really important to begin to just recognise it to start with and to acknowledge that I'm doing this. I'm putting myself in a place where I feel like an imposter and I don't deserve to feel like an imposter. This isn't just good luck. I haven't just ended up here through good luck. I've made a decision to embark on a course that feels really, really challenging. 
and personal, really putting myself out there. And I've also kind of signing up to potentially work with people that are really in a bad place sometimes or that are really struggling in their life and don't have any direction and and not sure how to make a decision or they're worried about something or they're fearful about something. And all of you guys out there that are are on a counselling course right now have chosen to put yourself in this position where firstly you're on a hugely challenging course and a hugely challenging training journey for want of a better word and you're doing that so that you can learn about yourself so that you can be in the best place that you can be to work with clients and it comes back to what I say quite often here and it is it's about you and it's about you being good enough Um, so it is about recognizing it recognizing some of those feelings and if it is things like just not feeling quite like you should be there or feeling as if other people should totally be there and you shouldn't, begin to recognise that as imposter syndrome, as you not feeling like you're good enough to be there. Just begin to recognise it. That's kind of the first step. And if you notice that you're talking to yourself in a certain way, being able to recognise it and go, right, yeah, I'm noticing that I'm doing that about myself. I'm saying those things to myself. If you can recognise that, that feels like the first step to me to be beginning to really fight back against this thought process that's happening for you. So once you've begun to recognise it, I think that it's then important to think about being really super kind to yourself, checking in with you and saying, you're doing the best that you can, noticing that other people are in a very different situation to you. Nobody will be in an identical situation to you in terms of what you've dealt with in your life, your life experience, your working pattern, your family life. Nobody is the same as you. You are unique and everybody that's on your course is also unique. You're not clones of each other. And I think that that's what's so important in counselling is that when you walk out the other side with your qualification, that you recognise that it's you that's doing this. It's you that's going to be working with clients and it's you that's putting yourself out there. So begin to be super kind to yourself about this and and really pat yourself on the back for what you are achieving and what you have done. And I don't think many of us do that enough, do we? We don't cut ourselves enough slack and pat ourselves on the back enough when we think about this. So be super kind to yourself. Be really proud of what you've achieved and keep reinforcing that every single day. Enforce how well you're doing. What a difficult journey you're embarking on. Keep reinforcing that. Because my sense is, is that with that self-kindness, you can start to accept yourself and start to accept that you're not a fraud. You're not in a place where you shouldn't be. You've worked to get there. You've put yourself in a situation where you've got to work hard on yourself. And that's so difficult. It's such a difficult thing to do. So be really kind to yourself and recognise that. Another thing that might be really helpful when you're dealing with these sorts of feelings is talk about it. You know, most courses have a check-in at the beginning of the of the course where you can talk about how you're feeling in your personal life, how you're feeling about the course, how you're feeling about the group, all of those sorts of things. So talk to your peers and your tutors and your supervisor and let them know that you're feeling this sense of imposter syndrome or feeling like you don't quite fit. Really talk about that and be really honest and open up that check-in because I think that when you begin to show that that sense of realness and transparency, other people will follow suit and I wouldn't be at all surprised if other people didn't say, actually, do you know what? 
what you've just said really resonates with me because I recognise that in myself too. That can be really freeing and can give you this real amazing sense of being able to share that. And I think that by verbalising it and bringing it out into the open, you can begin to say, right, I'm just accepting that this is a thought pattern that I'm having about myself. I don't deserve to speak to myself in this way. So really open up that. And if it's something that really persists for you and it really is causing you trouble, go and meet with your tutors. You know, say that you want a meeting, you want a tutorial and you want to sit down and talk it through with them and get their take on it. Get an understanding of of what how they see you within this and share with them, you know, that kind of the ability, I suppose, to be able to say, I'm struggling with this or I'm having the sense of this when I'm here. So share that and talk about it and be verbal about it. I think that that can be a really useful thing to do. The other thing that I thought would be really, really useful is to check in with this idea of being perfect. So many of us spend so long thinking about being perfect, don't we? I want to do this perfectly. I want to do this really well. I want to do this the absolute best I can. All of those sorts of things spring to mind. But what is perfect? You know, does perfect exist in reality? I don't think it does, you know. (laughs) I think one person's sense of perfect is so different to another person's sense of perfect. And I think that it's about letting go of being perfect in what you're trying to do. Perfect in all of your assignments. Perfect in group discussions. And start being really real and saying, you know what? I really struggle with this at the moment or I looked at this assignment last night and actually, do you know what? It did my head in. I don't know what I'm doing with it. I've been working with a client and I don't know where I'm going with this particular person. By sharing all of this, you can then enable yourself to really be open and real and congruent and transparent and genuine and all of the things that you need to be to be a good counsellor. So put that out into the world and Let go of being perfect and start focusing more on being really, really real because it's that reality that is your kind of your place within this cause. It's you being real and raw and potentially vulnerable if you feel safe enough to do so within your group. That to me is better than perfect. (laughs) You know, that is exactly what you need to be to be a really good counsellor, to be really honest and real. So think about that. And if you're striving for perfection and you're thinking, I want to do this assignment, I want to get the perfect, perfect mark out of it, or I want to work with this client perfectly, just ask yourself, what does perfect mean to you? What does perfect mean? What does perfect look like? And just try to establish what that is and what that word means, because I sometimes think that I can think of myself as being a perfectionist, but I'm only a perfectionist in certain aspects. So I think it would be about realising that, yes, you are working through something. It's about realising that when you're going into this, perfection is not the thing that we're looking for here. (laughs) So really be aware of that. I think it's just such an important part of it. Something else that comes to mind for me is thinking about opportunities, thinking about saying yes rather than saying no. And this feels like this goes across every aspect of our lives, not just in the counselling training world, but in, in life, in social life, in families, in relationships, in jobs, in holidays, in travel, in all of these things. Sometimes it's important to just say yes. And if we're saying no, to ask ourselves, why are we wanting to say no? Why do I want to say no to this? when it's a potential opportunity. And I think that you're able to then recognise sometimes that maybe you feel as if you're not 
worthy of going to that place. Maybe you don't feel worthy of spending that social time with that particular group of people. Maybe you don't feel worthy to travel to wherever somebody's invited you to go. Maybe you don't feel good enough in comparison to that person. And so really thinking about that feeling of not belonging and saying no because you want to avoid that feeling. If that's coming up for you, then just think about saying yes and think about what that would be like to say yes and what that would mean in reality. That's a really good way of challenging this imposter feeling when we get it is to think about why do I want to say no? What's happening for me? What am I scared of? What's the fear? There might be a fear, there might be a worry, an anxiety, something else that's happening underneath, some anticipation perhaps, or some avoidance. Have a think about that and think about changing that no to a yes. What would it mean if I said yes to this opportunity? What would that do for me in my life? I'm a real believer that sometimes opportunities open up for us because we deserve them or we need them in our life. Someone's offered you that opportunity Really have a good think about it. And if you find yourself about to say no as an automatic response, then really think about why I'm saying no. What is it that leads me to not want to do this? And it might be that actually you change that word to to yes and you begin to be able to say, okay, I can do it. I'm going to come and see what that's like. And then being completely aware of how that is for you. You know, you've put yourself out into a situation where you might normally say no. What does it feel like when you're there? How do you feel about it? So that can just be a really lovely way of of opening up your own self-awareness around this and establishing that that can happen too. You know, it could really happen where you get that sense of, oh, I really don't want to do this. I want to say no. I want to say no. But then saying yes anyway. (laughs) Sometimes you can challenge that when you're there. You know, you've said yes now. You're going. You're there. I really think about what it was. What was that that was holding you back? How do you feel now that you're there and now you're doing it? So I think it's about doing all of these things, but doing them with awareness, especially awareness in the moment that enables you to really think about it. So hopefully that's a helpful way of looking at this. Say yes to opportunities and see what happens is a short way of putting that. (laughs) Should have just said that in the first place, shouldn't I? (laughs) The other thing that I think can sometimes happen is we don't let other people be the judge of our ability or the judge of our potential. So they might be saying, look, I really see this in you. I see you as being able to do this and this and all of these amazing things. And we don't see that in ourselves. So we say, no, I can't do that. Or we don't listen to them or we don't take that opportunity that they might be offering us. Sometimes it's really good to think about what they might be seeing in us. If somebody invites me to do something or invites me to do a project, invites me to work with a particular type of client, maybe it is about me thinking, what do they see in me that I don't see in myself? If I'm having that feeling of I can't do this, what is that person seeing in me? So that's a really good kind of opening up question that enables you to really explore this. Some people like to do it in a journal, you know, to sit and just journal through and write this down. What does that person see in me that I'm not seeing in me right now? So all in all, it is about kindness to yourself and about awareness and self-awareness and knowing that what you're doing is trying to be aware of all of those feelings that are going underneath the surface, trying to understand what's happening for you. If you can be aware and be kind and accept that actually you're putting yourself in a situation that is quite difficult. Counselling training is not simple. (laughs) It is hard to do. You're putting yourself out there in a way that is, well, quite full on, isn't it really? You know, you're doing a lot and you're doing a lot of really personal work within this. 
by putting that all together and realising that you need to cut yourself a bit of slack and be quite kind to yourself feels to me like a really good way forward in being able to work through it all. And I wonder how that feels for you. Have any of you suffered from this feeling of imposter syndrome? I would love to hear from you and hear your experiences and your thoughts and maybe hear about some of the things that it stopped you from doing in the past. It'd be lovely if you would share that. So perhaps come and find me on Facebook. Facebook page will be linked in the show notes below. Come and find me, come and follow me and, you know, just help me to to understand some of what might be happening for you because it might be something then that I can make a future podcast episode about. So sort of strike up that conversation with me. I really hope that you found this episode useful today and I really will look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for tuning in and until next week, take good care of yourselves. Bye-bye.